What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Football Fanatic. My name's Jacob Gallopo. Today, we are going to be talking about rankings. We did quarterbacks a few weeks ago, maybe two weeks, um, and haven't come back to it since then. I just have been pretty busy and uh, just doing news episodes, a bunch of those. But off-season talk is over, so uh, we can come back to this now for the full episodes. And I think tomorrow... Probably we're going to do an episode going over some of the drafts that I've done so far this year, just so you guys can get a picture of where they're going, and I can give some of my thoughts on that. So, without any further ado, let's get into running back rankings for 2017. So, in case you missed the quarterback episode, um, basically what we're doing here is we're going through the list of fantasy players, and we're looking at the way the experts have them ranked, and then um, basically it's a panel, and there's five different experts, and uh, it just kind of, um, based on how the five experts rank them, it kind of combines them all, ranks them that way, so I'm just going to go through um, one at a time and just give my thoughts on how I feel they should be ranked. So, uh, obviously, the number one back is David Johnson. He was the unanimous choice for all five of the experts on this panel. Um, and for me, I actually, at the beginning of last year, I thought um, Le'Veon Bell might even be my number one just because he's so useful in the passing game. Um, but then I went back and looked at the stats, and I didn't realize how well David Johnson actually did in the passing game last year, too. He had 879 yards at four touchdowns. Uh, and I know already the the Cardinals and David Johnson himself have said that he wants to have a 1,000-1,000 season. So uh, that was that was the main reason that I was thinking about giving Bell an edge over Johnson, just because he had the passing game involved. But David Johnson has been there already and is going to be even more so, it sounds like. So David Johnson, definitely uh, the no-question number one back for me. And number two on the list, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, this was another one that shouldn't really be a question for any of you. Despite missing four games because of a suspension last year, he still finished third in overall points, only to David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. He still beat all, all those other guys, um, despite playing only three-quarters of the games that they did. So what a talent. Really a great guy, and um, he has been holding out, and we know that. Um, so... That's my only concern with him is uh, possibly lack of practice. I'm not really worried about his training because I know that he does that. It's just more um, being on track with uh, his teammates. So um, I am a little worried about that. He's coming back on September 1st. Though we'll, get, we'll get a little bit of an idea then. But um, ultimately, it's not. my concern isn't enough to warrant him being any lower than number two. So uh, he's definitely my number two. Number three on this list is LaShawn McCoy, who is for the Buffalo Bills. And I think last year he got number four, ranked 1,267 yards and 13 touchdowns, along with 356 yards and a touchdown through the air. Uh, so for, fourth in scoring last year, he's being drafted as the third this year, and that's because Ezekiel Elliott is injured. All right, sorry, not injured, suspended. Um so McCoy, I think, definitely a good talent. He is getting a little older, though, and he always has a bit of an injury risk. Um, so I am a little concerned about that, but he definitely has the talent, and um, I don't think I would put anyone else in front of him. So I think I like the way that he's ranked right now. Three is a good spot for him. Fourth on the list is Devonta Freeman. And it looks like in drafts he's being picked 
at end of the first round, beginning of the second round. And uh, he definitely is very talented, and he gets a lot of points. My only concern with him is he does split time with Tevin Coleman. Um, Freeman had 13 total touchdowns last year, and Tevin Coleman had 11. So while Freeman does get more time, he does actually give up quite a few touches to Tevin Coleman. Um, and that is a little concerning, but there's just so much volume in that Falcons offense that it still is definitely worth picking him up. And he wouldn't be probably my first choice of a running back, but I'm not questioning picking him up at his current ADP. Number five is Jay Ajayi. And here's one that I actually am a little concerned about. I think he's being drafted pretty high. And let me explain. Last year, if you were playing fantasy football at all, you probably know that Jay Ajayi kind of exploded onto the scene after uh, the early retirement of Arian Foster last year, about mid-season. Ajayi immediately exploded and had a 200-yard game and then followed it up with another 200-yard game. And I believe he ended up with the third one by the end of the year. Um, so those those performances were very impressive. However, um, outside of those, he didn't really do a whole lot. And his average yards per carry was actually like three, which is pretty poor. So that's my concern with him. While he did do very well in those games, outside of those games, he averaged about 60 yards per game. So I believe he played about... He started about eight games. Three of those were 200-yard games, and the other ones he just completely fell off the map. And also with Jay Cutler being on the team, I feel like they're probably going to take more of a pass-heavy team. It, it's hard to say. Um, I know Cutler, he definitely has his issues in being a Packer fan. I know that he likes to throw picks, but he does have an arm. He's got he's got talent. Um just makes very poor decisions sometimes. I'm not exactly sure what Miami's plan is, but Ajay is still a little concerning for me. I don't know if he'll be able to uh, replicate those 200-yard games that seem to come so frequently for him, and hopefully he'll fall somewhere in the middle of those, but he's still being drafted a little high for me. Next is Melvin Gordon, the running back for the Los Angeles Chargers at number six. And this is a pick that I do like. I think last year, um, until he got injured, he was doing very well. He ended up only three yards short of a 1,000-yard season, and he had 10 rushing touchdowns. Despite his um, lack of efficiency, he didn't have a super high yards per carry average. They just kept giving him the ball. He ranked like seventh or eighth in total touches, I believe. Um... And they just kept giving it to him. And he got a lot of goal line carries. Um, and I think he is in, in in line for even more this year as Danny Woodhead, who took some touches from him last year, is no longer on the team. So this should open up more work for Melvin Gordon as long as he's able to stay healthy. So this is a good, uh, good ranking for him. Number seven on this list is Jordan Howard. And I know some people are kind of concerned about him just because the, the rest of the offense he plays on isn't very good. But when you think about it, uh, Jay Ajayi, the Miami offense, wasn't really that great last year. Uh, honestly, David Johnson was really the only good player on the Cardinals last year, but he was still able to find success. I'm not really concerned about that, especially when you think um, they're going to be in a different scheme this year. They have Mike Lennon at quarterback, or even Mitch Trubisky if he ends up coming in later. I think that their their offense will be better than last year. Um, maybe not by a lot, but it will be better. And Jordan Howard had success last year. And I know a sophomore slump is a thing, but you can also 
the biggest year of growth for most rookies, or the biggest year of growth for most football players is from the first year to the second year. So, sophomore slump, big group, it's hard to say. Um, but Howard is a guy I really like. He's a very, very talented player. Um, and at seven, that's a good spot for me. So thus far, I've pretty much agreed with all of the rankings, but here's a guy that I do actually think possibly could be ranked a little higher, and that's DeMarco Murray. Um, he ranked fifth in total scoring for running backs last year, and is now being drafted about eight. Um, and he, I think that mainly the reason that he's ranked lower is because of the threat of Derrick Henry. But he was a threat last year as well, and while he did still have a role, it wasn't much of one. So I do think they want to get Derrick Henry a little bit more involved, but DeMarco Murray still has a lot of value for a Titans team that really loves to pound the rock. Um, I think Murray is still going to continue to find success, and the success is going to keep Henry off the field as long as Murray is able to stay healthy. So he could even move up a few spots for me. I would put him ahead of Ajayi. Um, but yeah, I think he's a great pick. Number nine is Ezekiel Elliott. And with suspensions and injuries and stuff like that, it's always hard to predict how they're going to do um, and how they're going to rank in the end. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, we saw Le'Veon Bell last year could do it. He missed four games and still ended up third in scoring. I think Ezekiel Elliott missing six games definitely has the chance to break ninth in scoring. It's only two more games. And, yeah, this is a pretty good spot, I think. A lot of people don't really like to pick him this high just because... Um, they don't like the six games missed, but when you think about it, if you're able to cover for him while he's out for the six games, when he comes back, you're going to have the third best running back in the league. He'll be there for your playoffs. Um, so it's a good, good pickup for me. Uh, I don't think I've actually been able to get him yet because he seems to be drafted a lot higher than this ranking of number nine. But if he's actually being drafted as the ninth running back, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Dallas has one of the best offensive lines in the league, so I think they're going to be fine. Um, if you're looking to draft Ezekiel Elliott, I think I would probably try to pick up Darren McFadden as well, if um, that makes sense to you, and then you can have him to display until Elliott comes back. Otherwise, there are some good um, options in the later rounds for the first six games to play until Elliott comes back. On to number 10, and we reach our first rookie of this year, and that is Leonard Fournette for the Jaguars. And rookie performances are another one that are really hard to predict. But Fournette, I think he seems to have a very good grasp of the offense. He has a foot injury right now, but he's done well in preseason so far. And it sounds like he's really going to have a big role. Last year, Chris Ivory and I believe it was TJ Yeldon, they both played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And both of them were really not that great. I think Fournette really has a great chance here to run away with the starting job and most of the touches. So 10, um, I don't usually like to draft rookies that high, but when you think about it, Ezekiel Elliott was going sixth overall last year and he ended up being better than that. So I'm not saying it's not worth it. P personally, I like to take guys who I'm a little bit more sure of what their role is going to be, but Fournette definitely has the potential to reach, um, to where he's being drafted, and possibly even higher. Number 11 is Todd Gurley, who, by all accounts, had a very disappointing year last year. He ended up ranking 15th in scoring, though, which is good for RB2, which is about where he's being drafted. Um, 
So he was 15 last year. He's being drafted at about 11 this year. And I think that's fine. I think he's going to do better than they did last year. Jared Goff has looked pretty strong in preseason. And while I know there's guys who doubt him out there, um, I don't think you can really get more of a step down than Gurley had last year. Um, and he, we know he's talented. We saw it in his rookie year. And I think he has a, a lot more potential than uh, some of the other some of the other running backs that are available who we know are going to be in timeshares. Gurley is the feature back in the Rams franchise, and I'm not concerned about his role at all. Um, maybe a little bit with his um, his consistency and um, being able to get a lot of yards per carry and stuff like that. He was one of the worst backs in yards before contact, which just means that the offensive line wasn't blocking very well. So it still is a concern, but I don't think that... Um, you should not draft him. I just last year he was being picked too high, but he was being like the third running back picked. So I think he's ranked much better this year, and he also has the potential to do better than his draft pick. Number twelve is Isaiah Crowell from the Cleveland Browns, and I remember drafting with one of my friends earlier this year, and they saw Isaiah Crowell this high, and they were like, "Dude, why is anyone from the Browns ranked this high?" Well, let me tell you why. Uh, their offensive line has gotten so much better. It's it's actually kind of crazy. And I talked about that in one of, I believe it might have been my first um, off-season talk episode. We talked about all the different uh, pickups that the Browns had. Well, they, sound Kev- they signed Kevin Zietler, Kevin Zietler J.C. Treader, Joel Batonio, uh, they actually have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Probably top three. Uh, Dallas is probably at first, and then Cleveland might even be second. I can't think of another team that really has such a good lineup of guys in the front. So while their, que- their passing game is still a little bit in question, I think Crowell is going to have a big year. and I've been He's been one of my biggest targets in drafts this year because I think his upside is so high with the blocking he's going to be getting. Number 13 is Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Earlier in the year, I was a little bit hesitant about picking him. as I know the Vikings signed Latavius Murray from the Raiders this offseason, and I was a little bit concerned about which one of them was going to be getting more of the carries. I figured it would be kind of a time split, and Cook would take it away more towards the end of the year, but it would be... Uh, too much of a time split at the beginning, middle of the season to really be worth picking him as early as he's being picked. But uh, Murray has been injured for the past um, week or so, and Cook has really stepped it up. I think that he, as long as he continues to play at the level he has, he's going to have the starting job. He's going to get a lot of carries, a lot of volume. Um, Pass catching, which is something that Murray hasn't been that great at. So even if uh, Murray takes some of his carries away, Cook still has value in that. Uh, so he has better value in PPR than in standard. But I do think that no matter what, Cook is going to have a role in this offense. He's too talented to not. Um, so another another good um, investment. Another one that's because he's a rookie and we don't really know. We haven't seen him in the NFL before. Another one that's kind of risky, but it definitely could pay off. Next up at number 14, we have Lamar Miller running back for the Houston Texans. And this is another one that I'm not really a big fan of. Um, last year, he was being drafted in, I think, the first round or possibly the second. He was around pick number 10. Um, 
and he was being drafted pretty high. Uh, I didn't like him last year, and I was right about that. He ranked 19th, um, which in and of itself isn't terrible. It's running back two status, um, so it's startable. But for where he's being drafted, it wasn't worth the pick. Um, and I think this year he's probably a little too high as well. He still hasn't really done that well for his team. Um, well, I think he can do better. Last year, Brock Osweiler was so bad that he probably, Miller probably faced a lot of stacked boxes. Um, I don't think they're really going to be that much better this year. They're having, uh, Tom Savage is more of a game manager. So I think they could still, um, bring the safeties up a little bit. So it, I don't really think he's going to do a lot better. And I also think uh, their new rookie, Dot Foreman, is going to be eating into Miller's carries uh, towards the end of the season. So a uh, risky pick for me, and I think he's being drafted a little bit high. Number 15 is Christian McCaffrey. And this is a guy that, uh, to be honest, I've been avoiding in drafts. Um, and he has a lot of potential for sure. But again, being a rookie and having an uncertain role is a little bit too risky for me, especially since um, Jonathan Stewart has already been proclaimed to have the starting job. So it, I knowing he's not going to be the starter really, I don't know why he's being drafted this high, especially since Jonathan Stewart is so low. Um, I mean, Cap McCaffrey may end up taking the starting job later on, but right now it's Stewart's job to lose. And I don't think he's been a terrible back. I had him last year in fantasy, and he didn't do great, but he didn't do horrible either. McCaffrey's still going to be learning the offense, and I do think he will uh, probably be the one that's in on passing down, so he may have some value in PPR. But at least at the beginning of the season, I don't see him having a lot of value, so another risky one for me. Number 16, Carlos Hyde for the San Francisco 49ers. One I was questioning uh, again earlier in the year, he actually was... Uh, in the news for possibly being a surprise cut by the team and their new management, but lately has fallen into their good graces and uh, has been having a lot better reports in training camp. Sounds like he's going to be getting uh, even more involved in the passing game as well. So I think um, Hyde is a good pick. He's one that has uh, quite a bit of upside, and he's been drafted by me uh, as an RB2 for a lot of my teams this year, um, one that I am pretty high on, especially at, at his current ADP. Number 17 is Marshawn Lynch. Um, and honestly, he's being drafted higher than 17, I think, just because of his name value. But um, if he was 17, I think probably that's fine for me. But I think his name value is making him higher than he should be. He's been away for a year, which um, probably recovery-wise for his body is good. But he probably is a little bit out of the loop. And also, he's playing for a new team that has a lot of uh, weapons in the passing game. I think they're pretty much a pass-first team, and that will probably change a little bit with Lynch. However, I know that management has also said they want to keep him under 200 carries for the season. So you already know he has that ceiling. Um, so not a great thing for uh, your starting running back. To You don't really want to hear that he's going to be stopped at a certain amount of carries so they want to keep him fresh but that also that means that they're going to limit the amount of carries he gets which limits his upside so it's it's tough to know 
um, whether they're going to stick with that or not, especially if he's being very successful. And I mean, he's freaking Marshawn Lynch. He could end up being in the top 10. He could end up not being very high at all if he gets injured or just doesn't find much success. So another one that's pretty risky for me and one that risky picks are usually ones I avoid in fantasy. Coming in at number 18 is Joe Mixon, the rookie for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's a little bit lower than the other rookies are, I've noticed. And I think that's maybe because of the domestic abuse incident and not really because of him. Um, the Bengals have had uh, a commitment to the run game in the red zone. Uh, Jeremy Hill has been more – the I believe the stat was in the past three seasons, there's only one player – who has gotten eight touchdowns in each of the past three seasons, and that is Jeremy Hill. And I already know, I've heard this said, the Bengals would not have drafted Joe Mixon as high as they did, or pretty much at all, if they didn't expect to give him the starting role. You don't draft a guy with that kind of history that's going to give you that much of a PR hit if you don't want to have him start. You're not doing that for depth. You're drafting a starter. Um... So for me, that's Mixon is a pretty good pick. Um, I I know I've gotten him a few times, and I know um, Hill is still going to have a role. But honestly, Mixon is looking like the much better runner. Hill has struggled over the past few seasons, and I think Mixon is going to run away with this starting job. So definitely good value, in my opinion. I apologize, my voice is kind of deteriorating, um, but let's continue here. Number 19 is Ty Montgomery. Um, and being a Packer fan myself, I like him. But I have heard reports from training camp that the rookie, Jamal Williams, is kind of pushing him for snaps. Um, so at this point in the rankings, this is where it starts to get a bit dicey because you get into timeshares. Um, and for now, I think Montgomery will be fine at the beginning of the season because he has more experience with the offense. But if Jamal Williams continues to play the way that he apparently has been, he may start to go and take some of Montgomery's snaps. So this one is risky for me. Um, honestly, I like to have both my running backs, my starter, my starting running backs picked at this point. Uh, before we reach the Ty Montgomery, the Ty Montgomerys and beyond, um, just because this is where it starts to get questionable. So these are uh, backup guys, in my opinion. C.J. Anderson is at number 20. Um, out of the these next... I think he's probably the one that I would want the most. Uh, he's, his role in the offense is uh, more set in stone, I think, than the rest of them. Uh, Devontae Booker is the second string, and he's injured right now, and then Jamal Charles is the third string. Um, you'd think Jamal Charles would be getting some time since they drafted or they got him in free agency, um, but it doesn't really sound like he's done a whole lot. And he may even still be having some issues with his knee. So I think C.J. Anderson is the starter right now. Um, he has had a few injury issues himself as well. But I think his um, his starting role is more secure than some of these other guys that I'm going to be talking about shortly. All right, let's go through a few guys rapid fire here. 21 is Spencer Ware for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he is a guy who... At, before the draft was sounding like he was going to be a really good pick, uh, the Chiefs were confident in him and really wanted to get him some snaps, Andy Reid specifically, um, head coach and play caller. However, um, since then, they drafted Kareem Hunt, 
and Hunt has been finding a lot of success, it sounds like, and is really looking a lot better than Spencer Ware. It sounds like he may get the starting job very soon. So uh, Ware is one I've been avoiding lately. Uh, maybe you want to pick him up if you draft Kareem Hunt as well, which um, honestly is perfectly valid, especially since you can get Kareem Hunt at pretty much the last round, it seems like. Number 22 is Mark Ingram. Um, and he actually was 8th in scoring last year, uh, fantasy scoring. So, um, obviously, with the addition of Adrian Peterson, you're going to lose a lot of that value. However, Mark Ingram still had a big role in the offense. And uh, the, the Saints have been one of the leading teams in rushing scores, which you wouldn't think when you hear Saints, you think Drew Brees. But they've been um, getting a lot of rushing scores as well. So even though Adrian Peterson may take some of that away, I think Mark Ingram is still going to have a pretty big role. Um, he's going to be more of the passing down back, which is something that Adrian Peterson has never really been able to do. He's a lot more versatile than Peterson. So that's why he's ranked higher than Peterson. And I think he's still um, not a great pick, but a decent one, especially at the place he's being drafted right now. Number 23, Amir Abdullah for the Detroit Lions. Um, and this is a guy who sounds like he's going to have quite a role on offense. He's going to handle um, pretty much all the carries. However, Theo Riddick is going to get almost all the passing down work, it sounds like. And that's the reason he's so low, despite being um, pretty much the starting back. Theo Riddick has been so good in the passing game, and especially in PPR. Uh, that takes away Abdullah's value. Um, so this is why he's ranked pretty low. And in standard, I think he's a better bet. But... He still is going to lose time to Theoretic. Number 24, Mike Gillisley. And he's being drafted pretty high as well. Um, higher than 24, I think. But he's ranked by the experts at 24 because we really don't know if he, how much of a role he's going to have. You never really know with the Patriots. But especially this year, Deion Lewis, James White, Rex Burkhead, along with Mike Gillisley. So while it sounds like Mike Gillisley may be a little bit closer to the LeGarrette Blount role of last year. Um, we still don't really know, and we're going to have to wait until we get into the season to see. But with the Patriots, it's always hard to read them, so that's why he's ranked where he is. Danny Woodhead is at number 25, um, plays for the Baltimore Ravens this year. And I think uh, for, a, for a, a running back who is more of a pass catcher than a running uh, guy, I think he he's ranked pretty high in these ranks. I'm pretty sure he's being drafted lower than this. Um, but he's ranked ahead of Terrence West, which uh, I do find a little bit surprising. Um, unless these ranks are based on PPR, which I don't think they are. Um, but Woodhead, I do like him this year. I think uh, the Ravens are a team who have passed more than any other team in the past two seasons. Um both of them individually, they've passed more. Um, so a Woodhead, a passing down specialist, running back, um, adjoining the team that passes the most, it's a really good opportunity for him as long as he is able to stay healthy. Number 26, Adrian Peterson. We already talked about how he's splitting time with Mark Ingram, but the New Orleans Saints have so much opportunity at running back, at so many chances, so many touches. Um, both of them, I think, are going to have value. Both of them are going to have quite a few quite a few touchdowns um so again hard to rank them hard to know which of these guys is going to get more carries um but that's basically all we can say at this point 
Number 27 is Tevin Coleman, who I've already mentioned is splitting time with Devonta Freeman. Uh, Freeman is ranked much higher, and I think that's reasonable because he does get the ball more, and I think probably will be uh, even more this year, and um, probably more of a 70-30, whereas last year is about a 60-40. So Coleman being ranked this high as a backup um, is pretty high, and it shows the level of respect that we have for the Falcons' offense and how good they are. Number 28, Derrick Henry. I'm not sure why he's this high. Um, Honestly, for me, he's just usable as a backup, uh, as a handcuff for DeMarco Murray. I don't think he's going to have standalone value unless DeMarco Murray goes down. Number 29 is Bilal Powell, who I'm actually pretty high on this year. I don't think Matt Forte, um, he really started to falter at the end of last year. I think that could repeat again this year, and he's also uh, Forte has also been struggling with some hamstring issues. So Powell is a guy running, running and pass catching has had a lot of success. Um, probably the reason he's ranked this low is because I mean he come on he's on the Jets, who have no other talent besides Bilal Powell as far as I can tell. So that does definitely take. Um, a hit, but also it gives him a chance to play from behind a lot, which garbage time um, still counts as points. Number 30 is Doug Martin. Um, I am actually a little surprised he's this high as well. He's suspended at, uh, I believe, the first three games of the season, and it sounds like if Jack was Rogers, who's going to be replacing him, it sounds like if he's playing well, he may actually keep the job. Um, if he can, if they think he's going to do better than Doug Martin does. Um, so, yeah, probably shouldn't be as high as he is. Paul Perkins is next. Uh, this is a guy who I don't really hear a lot about. He doesn't do great. But for a guy who is the starting running back for a team and really doesn't have a lot of guys that it sounds like he's going to be splitting time with next to no one, this is pretty low. And I think Perkins is probably a good guy to have as a backup. Um, I w- wouldn't start him, especially at the beginning of the season, but um, he definitely has value as a guy who's going to be getting pretty much all the carries for that team. And then number 32 is Frank Gore, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, another guy who's getting older, and I'm a little concerned about um, how he's going to be staying healthy and the amount of carries that he's going to get. All right, we've got through the top 32. I think we're going to go to about 50, but we're going to go through these last ones a lot faster. Number 33 is Robert Kelly, Washington Redskins running back, and he's being he's this low because a lot of people think that Smahe Perrine, who was drafted this year, is going to take his starting role pretty soon. But it sounds like Kelly has a firm grip on the starting role, at least at this point, so he probably has pretty good value where he is. 34 is Terrence West, Baltimore's... Um, Usual starting running back. Um, I talked about him a little bit earlier when I talked about uh, Danny Woodhead. So it sounds like West really isn't going to have much value in PPR as Woodhead will take those. But I think West should have some value in standard. So another one that's probably a pretty good value. 35 is Eddie Lacy. Um, sounds like he may be second or even third string this year. So I, I would avoid him unless you want to get Rawls as well. Uh, number 36 is Jonathan Stewart, who... Again, ranked a lot lower than Christian McCaffrey, despite uh, soundingly having the starting job for the Panthers. So that's why I avoid both of them. 37 is LeGarrette Blunt uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people 
I've heard conflicting reports. Some people say he's going to have a really big role on the offense. Others say he may get cut. So that's why he's this low. It's hard to know what to believe is going to happen with him, especially with Wendell Smallwood um, having a pretty good end of last season and possibly taking carries away. Number 38 is Theo Riddick. In standard, I would not pick him at all, but in PPR, he's a great pick. He has a lot of success in the passing game for the Detroit Lions. Number 39 is Jeremy Hill. Um, another guy I wouldn't really pick because I think Mixon, Joe Mixon, is going to take most of his carries away. Number 40 is Darren McFadden, uh, this high because he will be filling in for Zeke Elliott. And he's probably the most valuable handcuff to have in case Elliott gets hurt. Number 41, Duke Johnson for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think he'll probably get some of the passing work from Isaiah Crowell, but um, maybe worth stashing as your one of your last few picks, but isn't going to have a lot of value other than that. 42, Thomas Rawls. Um, I wouldn't pick him again unless you're picking Eddie Lacy to go along with him. 43 is Jaquiz Rogers. I think he has great value this late, um, especially when you consider that he might he's starting for f- three games. And he has success starting last year. So we already know he can do it. So he's got three games to perform for you. And he may have more if he does really well. He may be able to keep the the job from Doug Martin. So especially if you take Doug Martin, I would take Chris Rogers as well. Number 44 is Kareem Hunt, another guy who I think has extreme value. Sounds like he's going to be taking away the starting job from Spencer Ware very soon. Number 45, Matt Forte. Again, a guy that I'm concerned about. And I think Bilal Powell has a lot more upside than him. 46 is C.J. Procise, uh, running back for Seattle. Um, Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, and then uh, Chris Carson, I believe, is the rookie that they also have in the mix. So Seattle, a really big timeshare. Um, Procise is a guy who was, would be considered in PPR only for me. 47, Rex Burkhead, uh, and 48, James White, both New England running backs. And again, so many New England running backs, it's hard to know who's going to get any carries at any given time. So that's why I don't really draft any of them. Uh, 40, 49, Samahe Perrine, Washington running back, as I talked about, uh, may get the starting job from Robert Kelly at some point, but it sounds like for now he is uh, just the backup. 50 is Darren Sproles, and I think this is another guy. The only reason I would pick him is if I'm playing in a PPR league. That's the only place he's going to have value. All right, that is the top 50 running backs in the rankings for 2017. Again, I apologize for my voice. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I've just been uh, I was practicing some singing techniques, and I kind of threw out my voice. Um, so hopefully it's not terrible. I'll have to listen back to this later. And then if you, aren't, if you haven't listened all the way through, I mean, don't, I don't blame you. But again, thank you guys for listening. Um, As always, I'm Jacob Gallipo, and I will catch you next time. Thanks.